Welcome to the Emerald City Hockey Podcast. Join RJ and Dylan as they discuss each week's Seattle Kraken news and top stories from around the league. All right, RJ. Not a ton of news this week, but the stuff that we do have is actually really, really exciting. You know, I really want to dig into all the stuff you found out while you were there at the opening of the Kraken's practice facility. But first, I just think we got to start with the fact that we have now seen Seattle Kraken players on the ice playing hockey. Yes, it was a scrimmage and they weren't going full speed or anything, but they are on the ice in Seattle. It's happening. What did you think about it? Yeah, we've seen a lot of milestones, you know, coming up. And this one was a pretty exciting one. One that kind of had more of an almost emotional impact than I thought it would. Um, you know, there are certain things. Oh, you see the jerseys, you see. But seeing actual Kraken players on the ice playing hockey, it's it's just incredible to see. And I know we're going to see a lot more of it. But, wow, to see them kind of working together and, and making passes and just this is this is the team. They're real. Yeah, no, it was really exciting for me, too. Again, this was the moment that, you know, we've been waiting for. You and I have been talking about it. It was never going to fully seem real until we saw players in jerseys, which we did at the expansion draft, and then once we saw players on the ice, which we have now seen. So, RJ, real quick, obviously we didn't get a ton of footage and, and all of that stuff to dissect and really break it all down, but did you notice anything from the brief clips that we did get? Yeah, and it comes with the caveat that, again, they're not going full speed, as you mentioned, and they're just kind of trying to get to know each other and passing around. But my biggest takeaway uh, was seeing Alex Wenberg, and I was impressed with what I saw. He made a couple really nice cross-ice passes uh, in the little video clips that I saw, and it kind of speaks to his vision and uh, kind of the playmaking ability that we're going to see from him. Now, Wenberg might be one of the most important players for the Kraken early on because he's going to be counted on to be a top six center, as Ron Francis has said. And being a top six center requires being a good playmaker, using your wingers to create offense, and kind of having that vision to make passes. So it's a very small sample size, but seeing that from him early on uh, was a very good sign. It was something that kind of you know jumped out to me that I definitely noticed. Yeah, he's... Based off of both clips that I saw, he's the guy that stands out for sure. Um, yeah, and, you know, I'll, I'll talk real quick. I was trying to pay attention, see what, like, the lines kind of were, see who was playing with who. Um, for Wenberg, both times, the guys that he was playing with, it was Nate Bastian and Alex True, which was a little surprising to me because we, you know, generally we're, we're thinking they're going to be more depth players for them maybe not up in the top six the way Wenberg uh, most likely will be, but, you know, he looked good with them. He was making plays with them. Um, so I thought that was interesting. On the back end, um, we saw Jamie Alexiak with Hayden Fleury. So that was one of the things you and I had talked about briefly at some point. Again, there's just all these tall defensemen just sticking them all together. It's just, <laughs> it's just wild to see. Uh, and then the other defensive pairing that I was able to kind of see play together a little bit was Adam Larson with um, with uh, Connor Carrick. So that one was a little interesting to me too. Not sure that we'll see that 
maybe in the regular season. I, and again, I don't know how they were determining any of these lines or pairings or anything like that. It, it, I'm sure it's just, you know, like a loose scrimmage. Like, you know, anytime you and I are playing just friends out on, you know, the ice or whatever. But uh, I, I just thought it was worth mentioning those things. And uh, yeah, it, it was just really exciting to see. And Wenberg, he looked good. Yep, he sure did. All right, so with that out of the way, let's move into the meat of this podcast, which is going to be, you know, you telling us about the Crackton's practice facility. You were there for opening night, got to skate on the ice, you got to check out some of the stuff behind the scenes. So I'm going to kind of turn it over to you and let you kind of take us on a on a little audio tour of the place, if you will. That's right. So on Thursday, I got to check out the Kraken Community Iceplex. Uh, it was an early viewing type of night for the Depths members, which we did sign up for, uh, kind of show the fans, you know, what you get for the experience. And that was, of course, part of it. Uh, and man, it is an $80 million brand new state of the art training facility. Uh, and it, it certainly looked the part. And it was just really cool to finally see the place that's really going to serve as a hub for hockey and other ice sports in the area too. It's uh, going to be a big kind of coming together place. And, uh, you know, it's got community in the name. And uh, I think that's definitely something they kind of wanted to show off there, but it is a three rink complex. Uh, all of the rinks have sponsored names, uh, but they do have numbers, which is helpful once you see some of the names. So uh, I'll start with rink one, which is the Starbucks rink. Uh, that is the main practice rink for the Kraken. Uh, the ice surface, the boards, the benches, everything is pretty much an exact replica of the rink that will be at Climate Pledge Arena. So it gives that you know, very true to life practice environment for the team. Uh, behind the benches is a big door and that leads to the Kraken's private locker room in the facility. Uh, I did get to skate on this rink on Thursday, and it is so nice. The ice felt perfect. Uh, the boards, the glass, everything was brand new. And I did like the big screen uh, up on the wall by the near goal side. I'm told it's a 32-foot screen. Uh, you know, the significance of that number, there's a lot of 32 mm -hmm. uh, at play in the facility. But I'm told it's a 32-foot screen. Looks amazing. Uh, there's a pretty big bleacher section where people can watch. Uh, so for crack and practices, training camp and such, that's where people are going to be watching it from. And the bleachers are made of wood, not the usual metal that gets all cold. So it will be a very comfortable viewing experience if you're watching a crack and practice or, you know, barely game, some kind of event. Um, and actually, that reminds me, another thing I noticed is it wasn't all that cold in the facility. Uh, it was a nice, pretty comfortable temperature. Uh, I was wearing this jacket here. I, I didn't really need it. I, I could have gone in just a t-shirt and been okay. Uh, so that was nice. I know some ice rinks get very, very cold and it can be a little uncomfortable for spectators, but that was not the case here. So then there's rink two, which is called the smart sheet rink. Uh, and that's to the right of the main entrance, you know, as you come in kind of facing the stairs and you'll know which rink this is when you see it, because one, it doesn't have the bleachers and two, it says smash goals in big white letters on the far wall. Uh, so that is definitely noticeable. Um, so this rink was also nice. I got to 
walk on it, <laughs> kind of walk on the ice. They had some activities set up. You could shoot pucks at a net. You could uh, try curling. You could try sledge hockey, which was really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it also a nice rink. So next to the rink is where most of the regular locker rooms are. So these are the locker rooms that you'll be using if you play, you know, adult league or for youth hockey or for, I imagine, figure skating too. Uh, you know, the locker rooms kind of for most of us. And so I poked my head inside and uh, they are clean and very spacious. There's nothing too special about them. Um, I'm not sure if they're totally completed yet. I think they are. Um, but they're clean and spacious, which are two very important things. Um, certainly if you've you know, been on a hockey team in, in locker rooms before, having that extra space, very, very important. And finally, there's rink three, which I will just be calling rink three because here's the first name. Now, you ready for it, Dylan? Mm-hmm. It is called the Virginia Mason Franciscan Health Rink. Yeah, it's, it's rink three. It's, it's a little bit three. of a, yeah, it's rink three. It's a, it's a mouthful. So it's rink three. So rink three was still covered up because it was being used for jersey storage uh, initially. And then later it was being used for the opening celebration. Uh, they hosted a couple speakers there. So they had some chairs there for that. Uh, they had various tables and booths. They had, um, you know, like job uh, booth thing for the Climate Pledge Arena. And they had... Um, you know, some other other booths and things to do. But uh, they also had a cool inflatable ball hockey rink for the kids, which I really like to see. Um, it was awesome just watching the kids play ball hockey on that inflatable rink. Hopefully they can bring it places, maybe to schools or whatever. Um, but I did like seeing that. I think that'll be a good community outreach tool uh, for later. So I'll have a better read on Rink 3, uh, you know, later once I get to see it, once the ice is actually out. Um, but it's the one on your left if you're looking in from the front entrance. So now let's get to some of the other features. Um, so that was all downstairs. The three rinks are downstairs. And there is a staircase kind of by the front lobby. Um, and as you walk upstairs, like right up the stairs on the left side, there's the team store, which has just about everything you could want, you know, t-shirts, hats, pucks, jackets, everything except jerseys, of course, which will be coming in a couple days on the 15th. Um, but the team store was pretty big, even though it was always crowded. There were lots of people in it, but uh, it still had plenty of room. And um, yeah, it's, it's a team store, pretty similar to the ones that, uh, if you've been to either the other two team stores. Um, across from that is the Starbucks community store, uh, which, to me, just kind of looks like a Starbucks. It's you know got all the coffee equipment. I am not a coffee person. I'm not a coffee aficionado, so it just looks like a regular Starbucks to me. Maybe there's something cool or different about it that people who like coffee would notice. Um, but yeah, it's just there across from the team store. It wasn't open when I was there yet, um, so that might also be a part of it. It was you know unmanned. It was just there, so um, we'll see what it looks like when it is finally open. Uh, further down that upstairs hallway, you get to the 32 Bar and Grill, which I was really excited to see because that's going to be one of the places that I think people spend most of their time there at the Iceplex when they're not playing or any of that. There's going to be watch parties, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it is still very much under construction. Uh, it did not look even close to ready. So they have a month's time to kind of get it ready for the start of the season and you know, I'm not a construction expert. I'm confident they will, but it's definitely not ready yet. So I didn't get too much of an indication of what it's going to look like. 
but it looks like it's going to be kind of narrower and long. It's going kind of across the two rinks lengthwise. Um, so that it had that kind of shape to it. Um, but that's the 32 bar and grill. Uh, next to that, the Kraken offices are also there. I didn't really get to see any of the inside, uh, but from the outside window, they look pretty nice as you would expect. Um, let's see, one more thing uh, on the downstairs, uh, right as you walk in, they have kind of the front desk. It's a, a skate rental station. Uh, it also has a snack bar. I noticed there were pizza, there was popcorn, some drinks, standard snack bar fare. Um, and so that's uh, the front lobby. And I think that covers just about everything that was there, but it was a really nice facility. It was great to finally see it. And I am certainly looking forward to playing some of my hockey games there, being there for Kraken training camp and all the fun events that are, are going to come with it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just want to reiterate how important it is that it's got the wood benches for the bleachers over the metal yes. benches, because you and I have both been at various rinks, and when they have the metal benches, oh man, if if you're not bringing at least at least one blanket, sometimes maybe two, to put down under you, that you, you're standing basically. <laughs> Absolutely, and you you as the former WHL scout would know that better than anyone. Right. So I was just going to kind of talk about that. So you and I, whether it's because we were playing youth or adult rec league stuff or me with the scouting, you and I have been to many different rinks, many different practice facilities, uh, certainly down in California. Uh, I know I've been to all the California teams practice facilities, but I think the one that you and I would be most familiar with is probably Shark's Ice. Uh, you and I both played there. Granted, it was separated by about 22 years. Uh, me, when I was, me when I was very, very young and, and you as an adult, um, but you know, that was also the one that you and I kind of talked about seems the most similar to this, right? You got the multiple rings set up, you have, you know, in San Jose, you have Stanley's up top where you can kind of view some of the rings here. You have the 32 bar and grill. So is it, did it still feel very similar to, you know, shark's ice totally different? Did it just feel like a, a nice upgraded version of it? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think the layout felt kind of similar, obviously being a multi-rink complex, um, you're going to have it kind of laid out in a similar way. Uh, Shark's Ice, I believe, is five rinks. I think they're building a sixth, and this one is only three, so it definitely had a smaller feel to it. Um, but one thing I did prefer, obviously it's brand new, so it's gonna, it's gonna have a better feel to it that way, but I also just like some of the interior design choices a bit more. Um, that you know, dark blue that's in the in the uh, Kraken color set just looks really nice. It, at Shark's Ice, it's a lot of just white or you know metal or you know gray, that kind of thing. Where it's just it's okay, but it, it doesn't have that kind of cozier feel that uh, the Kraken Community Iceplex has. Also, I like a lot of wood used in the designs. Uh, that's more of a thing I think you do you know in the Pacific Northwest. Maybe it wouldn't even really fit in San Jose. Mm -hmm. But uh, I really just like that aesthetic, that kind of look better. Um, and so it definitely had kind of more of a, of a cozy look to it. But as far as the layout, it did feel like almost a, a, minute, a smaller version of, of Shark's Ice. Awesome. All right. And so, of course, training camp starts a little bit later in September 23rd. You have a little bit of an update for us about, you know, the viewing of said training camp. Why don't you let us know about that? 
So the Kraken uh, did provide an update on their training camp. So as previously reported, it will start September 23rd. That hasn't changed. Um, but what the team did announce is uh, their attendance policy. So training camp will be open only to those who have the Depths membership. Uh, so as we mentioned earlier, the Depths is kind of a team membership for the Kraken. It costs $90 a year. Uh, I go into a little more detail about it on, I think it's the latest video on our YouTube channel where I do an unboxing for the member gift. Check that out You know, if you're thinking about uh, subscribing to the Depths. It comes with a lot of perks, and of course, this is one of them, being able to see training camp. Um, now, I, you know, it is it is a little unfortunate that it's not able to be this kind of open thing to everyone. I understand that it's they're necessarily going to have to limit attendance. Like, looking at the bleachers, it's a fairly big bleacher section, but I can't imagine that everybody who would want to come, uh, you know, will be able, would be able to fit there in that rink. So I understand having to limit it that way. So I, I guess that makes sense. Um, the other part of that is that everyone who is 12 and older will have to provide proof of vaccination to attend. Uh, so keep that in mind if you are planning to go. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I do understand that, as you said, you got to limit attendance just because of space, you know, if anything, right, you, you can't fit everybody there. But it is, it, it, you know, it's, it is a little unfortunate that it feels like it's kind of behind a paywall, so to speak. Um, right. You know, hopefully practices aren't going to be like that. I don't think they've said that they are. Um, you know, any, I don't think they've really said anything about the, the viewing experience for practices yet. But, um, you know, it did sound like they were going to be open. So, you know, yeah, you might miss out on training camp, but there's going to be a lot of regular season. There's going to be a lot of practices and a lot of opportunity to go and and see the Kraken at this facility. A um, couple, you know, quick hits. Uh, also dealing with the Kraken this week, uh, I'll go, go ahead and start with, they, you know, released who their helmet sponsors were going to be. Uh, it's essentially one sponsorship with Amazon. The black uh, or the dark blue home helmets are going to have the Amazon, you know, smile logo on them. Uh, and the away helmets are going to have a climate pledge on there uh now you and i really like the amazon smile helmet because it's just so you know non-invasive with the with the logo yeah. it's 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 just it's just on there and you see it yes but it's it's not going to draw your eye from anything you're, you're not going to be like squinting trying to read it as the players are moving on tv or something right it's not going to distract you from anything so you and i both uh, appreciate that uh anything else you want to say about those or when it comes to these ads, non-invasive is the best, very best thing you can get. Basically, non-invasive uh, is is the number one thing you're looking for, and I think that Amazon Smile especially fits the bill. It's just white on the uh, on the dark blue helmet, and the climate pledge matches the team colors. From what I can tell, it's just that Kraken dark blue. It's going to match the colors of the uniform. It's not going to stand out too much, thankfully. <laughs> Yeah, appreciative of that too. And then the other thing we got was a sneak peek at uh, Philip Grubauer's pads and helmet mask design. So, you know, what did you think of that, RJ? Yeah, that was cool to see. It was uh, after Grubauer did that captain scrimmage where we saw him on the ice for the first time. Uh, on his Instagram, he posted kind of a closer look at his mask, at his pads, which we did also see on the ice. Um, the pad design... I am a fan of it. It's simple. It just uses the two main colors. 
I'm, I like that. And it's kind of what he's gone with so far in his career. Uh, you know, he's never been one to do anything too complicated with the pads, and I'm okay with that. I know some people were hoping for some kind of complicated tentacle design or something like that. I do hope one of the goalies goes with that, some kind of, you know, tentacles or whatever. There's a lot you can do as far as the Kraken with that, but I like Grubauer's pads. And as for the mask, I think it looks really sharp. Um, it's got some uh, kind of details on the side where, you know, you have hidden elements on it. You've got the two big S logos uh, on either side. And I like the texturing there. Um, I like that he has a, um, like the, the German Eagle crest kind of hidden away on the side, which I, I like that subtle detail. I think we'll be seeing him in the Olympics playing for Germany in February, hopefully. Um, so I like that he put it there. I think most goalies would put something like that on the back of the mask, but I like that he kind of snuck it in there. Yeah, I, I like that too. Um, as far as the mask went, I thought that's where we might see some more kind of, you know, tentacle elements, elements of the Kraken, uh, maybe some more nautical elements thrown in there. Um, you know, it's, it's maybe a little straightforward, but it, you know, at the same time, it's very much a Seattle Kraken mask. And, and it does look really good. The colors work really well. Where the, the red eyes are from the, you know, the, the main S logo for them look really cool. I think those are going to be intimidating to shooters. Um, as far as the pads go, I'm not a huge fan of white pads, majority white pads. I never have been. I've always liked when guys get a little more creative with color schemes. That said, I do like this. I think that the, the cool blue... The lighter blue that the Kraken used looks really, really good on these pads. And yes, I understand some people may be upset that there's not a, a more intricate design, but I also think that, you know, didn't exactly have a ton of time to put all this together, both from a mask standpoint and certainly from a pad design standpoint. You know, he, he signed with the team at the start of free agency. It wasn't that long ago. You're talking about like a month, really, before he needs this equipment. So mm -hmm. I think some of that stuff might be stuff that we just see next season, you know, going into next season when, when the Kraken players, A, they know they're going to be on this team and they have a full off season to kind of look into some of that kind of stuff. So, uh, but otherwise I think it's really solid. Again, it was just exciting to see him out there wearing this stuff, stopping pucks. It's, it's just getting me so excited. I just can't wait for the season to start in, in a month. We're, we're almost there, RJ. That's true. That's true. We're less than a month away. I am, I am so excited. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week, though, for the podcast. It was a short but sweet episode, but, you know, a lot of exciting stuff for the Kraken. Uh, as always, you can follow along with all of our stuff on our website, emeraldcityhockey.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, emeraldcityhky. And, uh, you know, we're going to see you all next week. 